Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Welcome to another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, million dollar Miranda Morales here, your host of the Hashtag Miranda Show, which you can find on the Chairshot Radio Network on at thechairshot.com 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 always use your head yes the hashtag Miranda show is a proud part of the chairshot radio network on the thechairshot.com always use your head that is our home, and with me, as always, is my co-host. He is the producer of this show as well, the Button Master. He is also the kingpin of the chairshot.com, the unstoppable one, the king of shit takes, the Reverend Greg DeMarco. War games! Of war games! War games! War games! So for next year's war games, obviously William Real can't appear, but could they show like videos of him saying it, like from prior years? It's a compilation, yeah. maybe. I, bet they I could. mean, they very much could. I don't know. Maybe they're just going to save up until he can do it live. And which is and not maybe, a terrible idea. Yeah, I mean, they made it work this year. I'm sure they can make it work next year. So. I feel like there's some potential. There. They even there's brought Alicia ideas. Taylor in just to do the war game stuff. So I that is that she, is true. She's not a name that I would consider synonymous with war games, but there we were. So well, it also was that, and it, it was an NXT thing. And I think yeah. that um, you know making that transition from NXT to the main roster for war games was you know uh, the carrying of, of that torch. Literally and figuratively. Well, it didn't because she did Raw 30. Mike Rome didn't. And I didn't see a report anywhere why he missed the show. I may, they may have. I don't pay that close attention to wrestling news anyway. And then, you know, when Samantha Irvin jumped over her, she went from like interviews at NXT to ring announcing for one day. And then poof, she's on SmackDown um, when they fired the other guy. And so it, it was, yeah, it's just she's kind of been there for a while. And so. Mm-hmm. See her get some but I think also Alicia Taylor's yeah very synonymous with NXT. Her style, 
Um, her announcing is very synonymous with NXT. And maybe I feel like that's her home. And that's a and that's a really good point too, because once you cross that threshold, I think too the announcing changes a little bit. Yeah. Um, and and I don't know if that's her her style. You know, I don't know if that style. Like, I, I just wanna, I just when I think of NXT announcing, I really do think you know she's found her fit there. I'm mm-hmm. sure in a situation where you know someone like yeah, Mike Rome has to go away. She could probably fill in that role, you know. But you know, is that the A one goal? No, that's I, true. I, I don't know. Because I didn't know, so, like, she wasn't, like, an indie person. She wasn't any of that. Like, did she come from, was she just local down there? And they somehow, like, we don't know much about her background. Well, yeah. So, actually, she was somewhat involved in wrestling, doing interviews. I know that she uh, did interviews and work with, with Ultra in California and has a background as a musician. Hmm, okay. um, but it's, like, as a drummer. So, I'm not exactly, I'm. I know that there's some connection with wrestling prior to wwe okay. i just don't know the how the exact jump went gotcha. um yeah so i did not know that little, i didn't know her history little, that's cool little, little fun fact yeah the yeah it's know. pretty awesome yes the it. more you know so whereas i think samantha irving came more from she's also a musician that i knew um, yeah. so yeah, and I think she was appearing on either America's Got Talent or one of those competition shows. She was shown there, but again, too, I also don't know how she transitioned to wrestling because I think before that, I don't think she had any involvement in wrestling. So that, too, a lot of times when you have someone come in on that side, sometimes they come in as you know a, a training to be a wrestler, I don't always know the backstory of people who go in more for the announcing broadcast side. Cause you also have some people like, um, what's her name? Megan something. Um, she's the interviewer for Smack. No, no, no. Oh yeah. Uh, Megan Morant, I think. Morant. Yeah. Because I think she came from more of a professional sports background. Like right. she did, um, interviewing for the Patriots and a few other sports. Well, yeah, and, and, so... and Charlie Caruso did that as well, and I think mm-hmm. Sarah, Sh- Sarah Schreiber did that. There was another one they had briefly who I think, yeah, they, like like they definitely do pull from that. Um, I think Tom Phillips came from that world too. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I definitely, it, it's interesting. The different worlds you can come from, different ways you can become a part of, of the WWE. Yeah. It's not just wrestling. But, and that was yeah. a shock to them at first. Cause for the longest time it was just people are wrestling. And then they started going yeah. outside of it and people got real upset. And of course now here we are today. So that was an interesting tangent. I mean, I, I know to love really to my, you know, my, my a one, you know, the, the person I've, I've follow and a fun fact for those who do or do not watch, but Sean Mooney, um, who, uh, got his start in in communications broadcasting as a graduate from the University of Arizona and went over to New York, spent some time in WWE, and then got into, you know, uh, newscasting and is now the lead night anchor um, in Tucson for right. the NBC affiliate. He used to do mornings when I used to live there, then transitioned to night. So, uh, to me, it was kind of always a trip to see Sean Mooney and hear that voice and then go back and watch, you know, 90s wrestling and then see his stuff there. It was always a trip, but 
He definitely and he showed up on a couple things with them. Um, I think like one of the raw throwback episodes or something like that. Yeah, he and he did stuff for NWA for a bit too. Um, he even had his own podcast for a while. So, you know, shout out, shout out to Sean Mooney. Yeah. He's he's uh, the legend in Tucson. Not anymore. Um, well, yeah, he still is. But that's awesome that he went back there and did all of that. And then, yeah, here we are now. Mm-hmm. I think he did sports stuff for a while too, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did, he did too. I'm really running dry too on all my knowledge of, of interviewers. No, <laughs> starting to go through. Gonna... I know I know more than average, but then I'm capping out now because uh, it's, it's fascinating. Again, I mean, for wrestlers, we see when they make the transition from you know sports or the mm-hmm. independent scene. Um, and we even know some who make the transition to broadcasting, you know? Um, uh, so those who start off in wrestling and then transition to broadcasting makes sense. But for those who were brought in, you know, solely from a broadcasting background, um, it's, it's a little bit harder to, uh, to know about their, you know, backgrounds and histories. It's true. Um, Especially when they show up and they have a different name, and it's like, well, who is this? Who did that? Like, they even have Jackie Redman, who like still does stuff for the NHL, even though she's on stuff occasionally for WWE. So, yeah, it's it's fascinating. They're a multi. They're they're a media company. They're not a wrestling mm-hmm. company. So, yep. People sometimes forget that. So, yeah. AEW just takes well, all the old wrestling announcers and puts them all on one table and puts them, you know. But they also did a. You know, transition was of RJ City, you know, yeah. who now does his his YouTube show. And, he, you know, he was a, a wrestler. I actually started to watch a clip of it the other day for the first time. And it was more entertaining than I thought. I thought it was oh, like. he's a riot. He came yeah. on our program years ago and was just amazingly funny and yeah. hilarious. He's a good interviewer. I, it was this most recent one with Wheeler Yuta, who when he found out that Wheeler Yuta knows how to play the steel drum and just went on this whole thing, like, why is this not part of your, you know, gimmick and stuff? And uh, then I started to ask that question of why, like, how come we don't, it has to be like a wrestling has talent show one day where like, we just find all of these interesting right. talent facts about, about wrestlers. But um, then I started to go back and see some of his more uh, of his interviews and he's a, a good interview, very entertaining. Wheeler Yuta is one of the most boring professional wrestlers on the planet. That's <laughs> why the steel drum thing, I get what RJ's going into. Like, if he came out or could do steel drum, like, come on. That would come be, on. we could come up with a whole list of, like, people who do things that you had no idea. Like, The Undertaker was, like, a, you know, basket weaver. And, you know, or, or you know, Vince McMahon, like, in high school was, was on the chess team. I guess I could see that. Um, yeah. Well, Sid, you know, hearing the stories about his well, softball, his avid yeah. love of softball, like that was not that's not a sport I would associate Sid with. Like lost, re- like no showed things in wrestling because of softball. Yeah, like that, that that's like was a higher priority than pro wrestling was, you know, beer league softball for Sid. So, yeah, who uh, yeah. Who would have that, thought? that will probably be a future show. We'll probably just go through a random list, a list of random, you know, did you knows about wrestlers. And just... just imagine things we don't know. Like, oh my goodness. Like, like you said, like Willer Yuta with steel drum and <sighs> wow. Yeah. 
You just never know. You just never know. You know what? Everyone listening to to this week's show, this is not the primary topic uh, of, be, of this show. It could be, and we may make it into it in the future. Uh, but the topic for this week's show is actually the big thing happening in WWE. We're talking about the headline going into WrestleMania: Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns uh, for the. How is it exactly described? The undisputed universal WWE championship? Acknowledge me! It is the undisputed WWE universal championship. Okay, WWE universal. Literally the same thing. That's fine. Yeah, it really is. The point is, is, uh, we didn't record last week, so we didn't get our fresh takes uh, off of the Royal Rumble. That was on me. My bad. I was sick. Uh, But you know, since then, I think there's been a whole kind of uh, up and down of emotions and thoughts uh, going into this match where, you know, originally people were, you know, some people were excited about Cody Rhodes winning. Some people thought he shouldn't have won. Some people thought, you know, the uh, the feud with uh, Roman and Sammy would overshadow this. Now people feel different. So I want to go explore the journey that we've been on in the past two weeks with this and what's going on now, how we feel about it now, and also take some time to, you know, do some fantasy booking and predict how the next few weeks will go by and how they can continue to keep this storyline strong or not. Who knows? Uh, that's what we're going to be talking about on this week's episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. So excited to go in deep in that subject with all of you listening. But before we do that, Greg, I'm going to need you to do me a favor. What's that? That's allowing me to mute myself so I can cough. And go ahead. Do me a favor and wind it up. It's time! Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to ProWrestlingTees.com where you can find your very own IZW and ChairShot t-shirts today. Yes, when you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, you're going to find a variety of cool t-shirt designs in support of Impact Zone Wrestling and TheChairShot.com. That includes awesome t-shirts like the Baron Corbin Sucks t-shirt. We're on that wave again. Good for that. Oh, literally, that shirt will never go out of style. Never. Guaranteed. Money back guarantee. The Baron Corbin Sucks t-shirt will never go out of style. So, since he sucks now, sucks then, sucks always. Baron Corbin Sucks. According to John Bradshaw Layfield, Baron Corbin Sucks. That'll do it for this week's edition of Baron Corbin Sucks. Feels good. Feels good to be back on that bandwagon. Uh, you can also get the OG Chairshot logo t-shirt, multiple always use your head shirts, as well as the Everybody Hates Greg shirt and the Queen of Soft Style shirt, all at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot. You can customize your shirts by getting different t-shirt colors and ordering it in different styles like Soft Style 
Ayo. We got you covered at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Again, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your very own IZW and ChairShot.com t-shirts. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. So, this week's topic, as I talked about we actually in have the intro. Yes, we actually have one. We're not just going to do... That would be an interesting topic if we just went into this whole kind of brand about background of WWE announcers and then just the hidden talents of WWE. Wrestling it's it's going to be a thing, and knowing you, it's going to be a thing sooner than later. So, yeah, yeah, it could be a thing like today, t- tomorrow. T- who knows? Tune in next week. <laughs> tune in next week. Um, so going back into the, the main topic that I really wanted to, to make sure uh, is the the story that we have so far with Cody Rhodes and Roman Reigns um, heading into WrestleMania. Now, for those of you who may be living under a rock, uh, hopefully not, but you may know that Cody Rhodes won this year's Royal Rumble. And with that, well, he is now the new number one contender for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. I don't know why that order just sounds... I get it. It, it. it is just a mix-up of the names. It is weird. And they need to split them up anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yes. So, with that, let's start with that. So, you know, we knew Cody Rhodes was going to be in the Royal Rumble. He entered in number 30 um, and won the whole thing. Um, now, that the Royal Rumble, neither the men's nor the women's headlined the Royal Rumble itself. The main event was Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. And getting all of the drama with the bloodline was the last sentiment of that show. So I think because of that, people were really high on the Roman versus Sammy feud. And I want to say, including you in particular, and I was going through my phone because I remember you sending me a message specifically about that. And I can't find it. And I was looking through Instagram. I don't remember if this was a uh, a tweet, not a tweet, uh, a text message or an Instagram message. But I remember you specifically having thoughts on this. So if you wouldn't mind sharing your initial thoughts on the Royal Rumble. So the Rumble match itself or... Well, more of the, a, a bit of both of Cody winning the rumble and the main event 
Well, the initial, it was just initially it didn't fit. Now, normally you don't need a feud going on because you have the rumble. But in this time we had a major feud, a major story going on. And then we had a guy win the Royal Rumble and we only have one world champion. So it definitely makes the situation very challenging and, and very difficult for WWE because Sami Zayn is not like a long-term world champion. He's just not. But and he and he's even said that himself in in interviews. But he's the hottest babyface in all of professional wrestling right now, mm-hmm. and will still be that heading towards WrestleMania. And so the challenge that they come into is like, what do we do? Like everybody wants to see Sammy and Roman, and at the time they want to see Cody achieve what he wants to achieve. But I don't know that he wanted to see it at the expense of Sammy and Roman. And what's funny is that all over Twitter was everybody, there was this notion, and it started with the dirt sheets, not saying that it was news, but just a speculation, that the fans could turn on Cody because he's not Sammy. Mm -hmm. And Cody's beloved. I don't think that's going to happen. But at the same time, there is this, you want to see the satisfying conclusion to Sammy and the bloodline. And, and I think we'll get there and, and I have my ways of, of booking to get to it, but it's, it's, it does put Cody in a rough spot, but I think Cody wants to be in those rough spots. Like that's why he came back yes, to WWE. Yeah. So it, well, it is very interesting, but and then yeah, let's, let's take it to the next step. So mm-hmm. after, after, you know, the rumble and really the, the first thing that happens, you know, we don't get anything in the bloodline until Friday. So the very first thing we do get right after the rumble is Cody and his promo and Cody and his promos get straight to the heart. And I think that was the first sign of fans not turning on him. Like you had said, I think like you mentioned, there was already fear, speculation, whatever it may be that the fans were going to turn on Cody and kind of pull uh, a WrestleMania 30 uh, where, you know, the fans want Sa- or Sammy and a la, you know, Batista, Daniel Bryan, um, you know, try, try and, and insert or even, a, you know, Becky, uh, Charlotte, um, Sa- or not Sasha, um, oh my gosh. Rhonda. Uh, Becky, Sa- Rhonda, yeah. yes, I don't know why her name escaped me. Um, you know, trying to do that uh, and and really try and push the company, you know, to to insert Sammy in this. But I think that that was the first time. And I think it's been beneficial that they're not on the same show. I think having someone yes. win from Raw and having the Bloodline story separate is one of the best things that have is happening right now. Because also, like you mentioned, there's only one person holding both championships. And so in order to really keep eyes on both shows, you have to be able to tell separate stories. Um, Still related to the main story, but you're having these parallel stories happening where there's elements of of what you want to see on Raw and elements you want to see on SmackDown. And that, I think, is one of the saving graces of all of this, um, is that they're on two different two different shows um but cody coming out with that promo about you know wanting to win this for his family for everybody 
Um, and then on Friday, we see kind of the continuation of that feud of the bloodline with Sammy attacking Roman again. And then, you know, Roman um, making the challenge to Sammy for Elimination Chamber. So let's also stop there. And your thoughts on kind of those two aspects of the story and your thoughts on some of the things that were mentioned, you know, fans possibly turning on Cody and even, you know, placing Sammy, you know, Sammy's placement, I would say, in the the story now. Um, because now we're not even having Sammy as a thought in WrestleMania. We're really trying to keep it centered in the Elimination Chamber, which, of course, is in Montreal, which we, we knew was going to happen anyways. Right. So there's a couple different things. Uh, I don't think anybody, at least not me and, and, and others, no one was worried that Tulsa, Oklahoma was going to turn on Cody Rhodes or Orlando, Florida was going to turn on Cody Rhodes. If there was ever a concern, it should be that the WrestleMania crowd at SoFi Stadium could turn on Cody Rhodes. And that would be more of a more of a possibility, more of a concern. Um, but I don't necessarily see that happening either. The issue there is that there's still this desire for Sammy. And I think that it, it's hard because it also depends on what they're going to do with the titles. Because I also don't see Roman losing both. And so how do you make it for one versus the other? Because if Roman loses, like the whole end of his reign came with this short little program against Cody Rhodes after this year of stuff with Sami Zayn. Yeah. So it would it would kind of be almost, I don't want to say anticlimactic, but like, is that how you end a two-plus year run as, as yeah. Universal Champion? Um, I don't know. I don't know if you do. So... It's all that Sammy is, is like, like he is the hottest baby face in the world right now. He will be heading into WrestleMania. You've got to do something significant. You've got to do something significant there. But Cody, if, if Cody keeps cutting these heartfelt promos, look, no one wants to admit it, but if you go back and watch fans got tired of, of the Daniel Bryan stuff after WrestleMania 30. Because it was always the same thing. It was about his dad and it was about all these other things. Like, if Cody keeps doing the same thing over and over again, eventually people will get tired of that and okay. turn them Yeah. Off. Well, and, and we'll talk about this next chapter in the second half of the show. We'll, we'll yeah. do some, you know, booking and, and thoughts on it. I think you're right where you can't keep doing the same thing. And, um, you know, there, it, there's still some time between now and WrestleMania. I think the angle that they've started to go into now is an interesting turn and is getting more people invested in Sam or invested in Cody and uh, Roman. And that has come now after the promo from Monday Night Raw uh, between um, Paul Heyman and Cody Rhodes you know, really making it more personal where both told personal stories about one another, Cody trying to keep things on a professional level and Paul Heyman, you know, speaking beautifully and also trying to really cut deep to Cody. And right. overall, most fans at least, you know, have, have come in and said, that's how you do it. You know, very much now invested in Cody getting his opportunity against Roman, not because of anything that Roman did, but because of 
uh, Paul running his his mouth. And again, um, you know, a, another concern, I think, as you talked about, you know, maybe not on a weekly basis, the concern of fans turning on Cody. But I think every week between now and WrestleMania is going to count in building Cody up. Um, and there's so many angles to pursue. I, I'm kind of interested to see how future promos are going to work because in essence of Cody, you know, they even when he, you know, won, you know, undesirable from undeniable. Someone who literally was, you know, a, a gimmick who uh, had to climb uphill in comparisons to his dad to literally left, you know, leaving the company going all over the world, winning championships, being part of the start of a rival company and still saying that isn't enough. Right. And doing all the things that anyone else would look at as huge accomplishments and coming back, you know, to to where it all started to try and obtain the championship from one of the most unbeatable champions in the past 20 years. You know, like there's story to that. There's depth to that. But it's how they build that and how they will follow through with that, which will be very interesting. But I wanted to get your thoughts, um, not jumping too far ahead, going back to, to Monday on that promo with Cody and Paul Heyman and, and really your thoughts on it itself and how you think it may have helped towards the build to WrestleMania. Well, and it, it's you have to look at what they did with Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman. Individually, two of the best promo people in the world. So putting them together, having that, you know, that connection that they've had in the past, being able to talk about all that is, you know, and, and the emotion. Cody's always been great at drawing emotion. Paul Heyman's always been great at drawing emotion. Like, they, they play to their strengths. They play to everything. Paul Heyman is one of the best... In, you know, person that's selling a match in, in the world. Like, he can, you know, he, he cut a, you know, promo in, in, in Philly and to praise Brock Purdy and said his name like Brock Lesnar and Philly went crazy. So, that's that's Paul Heyman. So, if you want to pair anybody with Cody Rhodes to get any match over, it's Paul Heyman. Add in the fact that he's special counsel to the tribal chief, Roman Reigns, and that's easy. But then to have Heyman go with the, Roman Reigns, you're 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 Dusty's son, but Roman Reigns is the son that Dusty wishes he had. Like now we can get personal. Now we can get there and, and and through Paul Heyman and through issues that Cody might have with the wise man, we'll eventually give Roman Reigns reason to not be happy with Cody Rhodes and reason to, to take issue with Cody Rhodes. Especially once he seemingly gets done with, although I don't know that'll happen, with Sami Zayn at Elimination okay. Chamber. So They've definitely set themselves on a course to WrestleMania that, that you know, they, they've put the items in motion. Let's just remember that. Well, I'll wait. I'll wait on that. Yeah, yeah. I want to take a pause here because I think we've been able to capture all of the things that have happened so far. So we've talked about the past, present, and we're going to go into the future. So after this break, Greg and I are going to be talking our thoughts, plans, ideas, bookings hey whatever we think it's gonna be between what's gonna happen next in this storyline uh between cody roman sammy the bloodline payment everybody we're gonna talk about it after this break Eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, 
This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. So we are back with the second half of this week's Hashtag Miranda show being joined here by my co-host as always, Greg DeMarco. And we are talking about the biggest storyline happening in WWE, Roman Reigns, the bloodline, Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, all of that. Prior to the break, well, we talked about everything that's happened so far from Cody winning the Royal Rumble to the promo we had between Cody and Paul Heyman on this week's Monday Night Raw. Not a whole lot of time between them, but a lot of feelings, a lot of ups and downs that happened in that almost two-week time span of people skeptical of Cody uh, you know, being the right person for this to embracing it to still being fearful Lots of ups and downs from it. Now we're going to talk about the future. So we have WrestleMania still coming in, and gosh, I want to say six. I think from today, it's like 52 days. Today, when you're listening, I think it's either 52 days or 58 days, something like that. But it's coming. Yeah, six ish weeks, you know, between now and then. So that means you still got about six ish. You know, some episodes of Raw, of SmackDown, not even including Elimination Chamber that's going to be happening in a few weeks. So a lot that can happen. So, Greg, let's talk about what we hope to see what happen or what should happen between now. And let's start here. Now in Elimination Chamber. Um, Friday Night SmackDown has not aired yet so or happened yet. So we don't really know what's happening on the reciprocal side. Uh, of the bloodline story, but what are your thoughts on what should WWE be doing between now and Elimination Chamber to keep this feud going, but also move forward with, you know, the anticipation of, of an Elimination Chamber with Roman and Sammy? It's only three weeks away, so it's pretty easy for them to build this, right? It's almost good that it's only three weeks away because then... They don't have to do as much because so much has already been done. If it was like six weeks away, that would just suck. Um, so, so only having three weeks to worry about and, and maybe even two, I don't even know. But yeah, it's only, you know, being three weeks away does make life a lot easier for them as they build towards Elimination Chamber. What, I think what they do is more about what they don't do. In my opinion, we should Your not see Jey Uso between Ooh. now and Elimination Chamber. Yeah, I mean, what, that's Jay one thing. Uso. We have not seen Jay at all since everything yeah. broke down. You know, he he left. He walked out of that ring at the end of Royal Rumble, uh, out of the end of the Royal Rumble event, you know, seemingly Lisa, torn, yeah. you know, heartbroken. Right. But also we shouldn't see not Jay on the Uso. same page. Yeah. Roman should not know where Jay Uso is. There's talk from, from the way that Solo looked on the last episode of SmackDown that he knows where Jay is. Um, and maybe that that is the case. Solo is in this very interesting solo. God bless him. He's still relatively new to all this and, and he doesn't have a ton of depth to his character, but that actually plays in perfectly. Like your henchman should be somewhat emotionless about things, not by nature, but by choice. Uh, it's like, I don't think solo wanted to deliver the death blow to Sammy on, on raw 30. That didn't end up happening. 
but he had to because that's his job in the bloodline. That's his spot in the mafia, so to speak. Um, Jay, however, though, Jay leaving, so so no one should, even Sammy, like when questioned, Sammy shouldn't know where Jay is. Sam, Sammy shouldn't have heard from Jay. Uh, we also, between now and Elimination Chamber, should not see Kevin Owens at all. Like, he was oh. a huge part of all this stuff. He got beat down, beat the shreds, whatever, at, at Royal Rumble. We shouldn't see Kevin Owens either. Like, like he should be just take some time off, spend time with the family. Should not see Kevin Owens. I'm just going to fantasy book the whole fucking thing now. None of this involves Cody Rhodes. You fantasy? But, you decide to fantasy book a whole thing? Never. Right? Never. So then we get to Elimination Chamber. You're going to have the two chamber matches, whatever. The closing of the show is going to be Roman Reigns versus Sami Zayn. Like, like <laughs> just like yes. Royal Rumble. Like, you cannot... And this event with anything else, that would just be especially in Montreal. Like, yeah, like, you talk about you know crowd turning uh, a WrestleMania crowd turning on Cody. You don't want a Montreal crowd turning on the Elimination Chamber because no, no, just they're not going to be as as big as the WrestleMania crowd, but they are more. It's Montreal, and yeah, it's Montreal. They used to book Montreal differently not- back in the day. When there was a house show business because it was Montreal. So, yes. yeah, you can't just ignore the fact. That's that how Bret Hart Montreal. was a face in Canada and a heel right. in the U.S. Exactly. And Montreal is like that on crack. So, um, so you get to Montreal, you get to Elimination Chamber, you get to Roman, you get to Sammy. It's maybe Jimmy's out there, maybe Solo's out there, but maybe Roman's just out there by himself with Paul Heyman. Who knows? Because um, I know there's concern about some people being able to cross the border. Um, hopefully that's resolved so that we can get them across the border. But you get to Rome and, 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 you know, the Sammy's going to be a world beater in terms of the crowd in Montreal. Like they are going to want, they're going to be rabid for Sammy and Sammy's going to channel that. And Sammy's going to seemingly have the advantage, seemingly be ready to go. Maybe it's no DQ. Maybe the rest bumped out. Who knows? Whatever. And that's when Jay finally shows up. Super kick to Sammy. Jay's allegiance to the tribal chief above all else. And and it's kind of like when Paul Heyman turned back to Roman Reigns. Roman didn't even know. Like it wasn't even a Roman master plan. It was literally all Heyman's decision. And when mm-hmm. Roman put his hand out, Heyman went for it. Um, at You know, the 2022 Royal Rumble. Jay's going to come back on his own. He's going to rejoin the tribal chief. He's going to take out Sammy. And then we're going to commence a beatdown on on Sami Zayn again from the bloodline. That's when Kevin Owens music hits. Kevin Owens, by the way, also Montreal native. Yep. He comes out, crowd goes crazy. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, clean house. That sends us to WrestleMania 39. We still have Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes for the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship. But as the main event of night one, we have. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. Never before. There's been one WrestleMania that had a tag team match in the main event. That was WrestleMania 1. We've never had the tag. We've had tag team champions face each other in a WrestleMania main event. That's happened more than once. But they were like unlikely partners. And, and, and so that was dumb anyway. But the Usos, arguably the greatest tag team in WWE history, completely can say, can be deserving of a WrestleMania main event spot, especially when you have a two-night WrestleMania. So you do Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn go over, win those tag titles. Everybody gets what they want in that case. But you also throw in the extra stipulation. If, if Sami and Kevin win, 
Sammy gets to go on to night two and be a part of the, the main event of WrestleMania. Oh. And maybe, again, if I'm fantasy booking, it's one of those, if only did it once, they did it at WrestleMania 16, the two-fall triple threat match where one title was on the line each fall. Cody, maybe Cody and Sammy take out Roman, like one of those big spots off in the crowd, some giant apparatus. They just did one at Royal Rumble. They've done it at WrestleMania before. I'm thinking Shane McMahon superplexing the Miz off scaffolding at WrestleMania 35. You take Roman out. It's Cody and, and, and Sammy. Cody pins Sammy. First fall wins WWE Championship. Roman makes his way back. Cody basically says the Sammy like, this is, this is your moment. This is your time. Mm-hmm. Cody bows out. He can leave. There's no DQ. There's no, he's not going to lose his title. The crowd gets rabid. They get their Cody moment. They get Sammy and Roman. Bloodline gets involved. Kevin Owens gets involved. Kevin Owens gets involved with all kinds of stuff. Ends up with Roman Reigns winning, keeping the the Universal Championship. Now we've finally split up our titles, which which everyone seems to be in agreement that they, they want to split them up anyway. They were only together because Vince wanted a bigger reason to book Roman versus Brock at the last WrestleMania. And, and Cody can be WWE champion. He can carry things on Raw. Roman can be Universal Champion, do what he does on SmackDown. SmackDown being a two-hour show, being on Fox, Roman can get away with not being there every week, but three hours of Raw, you kind of need that that champion like you would have in Cody Rhodes. And then we go forward from there. Um, and you right. also have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn now as your reigning tag team champions. So there's a lot you can do coming out of that um, as, we, as we march towards WrestleMania. So that's what I would do. If I held the book, I would do all of that. And, and, and that's how I would get my title split up. That's how I would get Cody with his championship. Roman continuing his record breaking reign. So he could break Hogan's first reign and, and everything that we need to do along the way. Uh, that that's what Greg would do. Yeah. I mean, very in depth, but a lot of what you said made sense as far as one, um, you know, having elimination chamber have that kind of chaotic end where you also formally get Sammy and Kevin reuniting. Like that pop in Montreal would be insane. Oh yeah, and when, right when now, Kevin's music would yeah. hit, and they'd be chanting for him. They, they they'd be wanting it yeah. to happen. I mean, yeah, yeah, they would go absolutely berserk. But that's also been another story that I think a lot of fans have been wanting to see is Sammy and Kevin teaming up to face the Usos because of the complicated story between Sammy and Kevin that, you know, through all of this, they can come back together to be, like you said, you know, one of the best tag teams of all time. Um, I think that would also be a a very great way to... um, you know, headline one of the nights of, of WrestleMania. I think as, as great as it is, there's, I think some of that will ultimately depend too on how they build, uh, you know, the, the women's uh, mm-hmm. matches. Um, Cause that too, depending, I mean, Charlotte versus Rhea has a really good spin to it this time around. So I could easily see that, but still, it's more of just the caliber of, you know, this type of tag team match happening for the stakes of, you know, for, for both tag team titles already. I mean, it, it's hard for, to, to not see that being, you know, a possible contender for, for um, main event of, of night one. Um, and I think it could be more of Triple H's thing 
one thing that we haven't seen a lot of with the two night WrestleManias is carryover from night one and night two. We saw it where they mm-hmm. they did like a four way tag match for the women's tag team championships. The yeah. winner of that got to challenge the current champions the next night, all that. But I could see Triple H wanting to do more threads between night one and night two. And I think that could be something that really works. Mm-hmm. I would also love to see there's rumors of the Gunther defending against Sheamus and Drew McIntyre in a triple threat match for the Intercontinental Championship. I would love to see that. But then on night one, I would also love to see all three members of Imperium against all three members of the Brawling Brutes. And maybe mm. Sheamus scores the fall on on one of the other members of Imperium. And so he's got momentum going in. Like, I just, it feels like a Triple H thing to do to me to have some threads go between night one and night two. Yeah. Um, then, then more so than we've ever seen at the first two or three, if you count the pre-recorded one. Yeah. But I also uh, think, you know, because it's two nights trying to keep the, you know, the ability to have a wider range of talent on both shows yeah. instead of duplicating, you know, that's, I think one of the, the bigger things I, like you mentioned with a change of regime regimes that that's kind of, you know, what WrestleMania grew too big because they're trying to put everyone on the show, mm-hmm. but splitting it up in two nights allows people to have, you know, to be able to have a, a wider variety of matches. So you don't limit yourself to just one or two women's matches, or, you know, maybe we have a women's match that doesn't have a belt, like, you know, Becky and uh, Bailey or something, you know, things like that. But you know, the, know there's we're, again, if Greg were booking the show, we would get Becky and Bailey in hell in a cell at WrestleMania that would be sick. one night. The other night we would get Finn Balor and edge in Hell in a Cell, yeah. but I, yeah. I would get Becky because I and I do think Triple H wants to do a major women's match not involving the women's championship because we still at all these two night WrestleManias we have yet to do that and and I think that's that that would be another feather in the yeah. old cap for for Triple H. if you weren't doing the amazing Sammy Kevin thing with with the Usos and you didn't make it Charlotte and Rhea you could realistically end night one with Becky and Bailey in Hell in a Cell. Yeah. So very, that's what I very would. Very true. Yes. Again, yeah. I think you could but do we, that, we, and I would love yeah. to see. We we definitely we digress. Uh, oh, sorry. Come on. Um, but uh, you know, I think that it is. They're still stuck in that predicament of how to split up the belts. If they decide to split up the belts, right. you know, I do think that um, you know, if for some reason they decided not to, because I what I think that again how you get to that point where um you know you end up having a a one fall per belt type of thing is still it's still a bit more convoluted Mm -hmm. and i'm you know it's still more mind-boggling how do you how do you get there you know um and maybe it's a paul Heyman negotiation thing you know if you do end up having a triple h or triple thing a triple um uh threat match you know maybe that's in his great negotiations as uh, the wise man and an attorney saying and they could you know it, it could be a thing where paul Heyman's th- even to more play into the brain of cody rhodes where Heyman mm-hmm. comes in and points out the, the the royal rumble winner doesn't get the challenge for both titles the royal rumble winner has to pick which title they challenge for and mm-hmm. and that forces cody to pick and of course he picks the WWE championship and then yeah and then Adam Which Pace I wonder, I mean, I guess you know, maybe they were just building up the, susp- the suspense of that because it's also that's the other thing right now that, you know, uh, Sammy is challenging for the 
undisputed is that that's the way they're framing it too so again there's still a little bit of caveat my brain hurts thinking too much about it right there could be more twists between now and yeah there could be more twists i don't expect any major twists before elimination chamber but once elimination chamber is over then then we're fully on the road to wrestlemania because they're making elimination chamber a pretty big freaking deal this year Uh and especially if brock and, and bob happens there and and you know, but already I do think seeing exactly down. how the story digresses after Elimination Chamber, because I do think if we were on the road that we are now, I think people would be fine with keeping Sammy and Roman separate. But you are going to get somewhat of the payoff at Elimination Chamber, anyways. And so whether they ha- he has a hand in you know mm-hmm. Cody's win or whatever, and that's his retribution. Um, retribution. Um, thank God that's okay. <laughs> um, um, I don't think then, I, if, if maybe, I'm Cody, I don't want to win because of Sammy. And if I'm WWE, no, if well, I'm thinking about Dusty's legacy and all that, um, but yeah. I do think you could be perfectly fine if you did Sammy and Kevin closing out night one over the Usos and Cody mm-hmm. and Roman happening and it's on its own on night two. I think that would be fine too. I just can't shake the feeling that Roman's not leaving with Roman's not leaving empty handed. It's very hard to believe. Yeah. That he's on one of the, the longest rings in company history and not continuing that, especially on the SmackDown side. Um, that, that especially when so much of the past few months haven't really been about Roman. They've been about Sammy. Mm-hmm. And and then you don't want all the naysayers to be like, well, the last year of his reign wasn't even about him; it was about Sammy. Like, there's still so much more you can do with Roman Reigns mm-hmm. as yeah, as and, and and yeah, even the continuation of if he still has the belt on SmackDown, then that's when you have Roman and Sammy. So you know, I think that could be then what happens after WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and still having then your world champion on on Raw. Um, and then Universal on SmackDown and finally having that division of, of belts again. Um, because then you can then kind of split off in your storytelling. So I think a lot of what you made, or what you talked about made a, a lot of sense. Um, and I don't have very much to add other than my own, you know, over analytical mind thinking about how, how you end up, you know, splitting up the titles at WrestleMania. But again, it's wrestling. It would get to a road there. Yeah. Um, but overall, so thinking that between now, the Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania, there will be enough of a story told oh, between Cody and Roman, even if not by Roman, but maybe more by Paul Heyman and allowing Roman to then focus on Sammy. That's some tiered storytelling that we have not had in WWE and God knows how long. And this uh, whole angle, the whole bloodline thing with Sammy and Roman has been tiered. I mean, there's an hour-long video on YouTube that literally WWE put out that shows the whole history of Roman and Sammy. Going back to April of last year when Sammy was like, I'm the locker room leader. I can watch out for you. All the way through to War Games and and even before War Games, the whole Sammy Uso thing and, and Roman making him take the shirt off because he gave him a new one. And then, of course, War Games and then, of course... 
you know, what happened at Raw 30 and then the Royal Rumble. I mean, talk about like multi-layered and Jay walking out, which is the moment this became the greatest angle in the history of wrestling was the moment that Jay walked out. And when Jay comes back and he's back at the Tribal Chief side, that's going to be another huge part of it. Like, there are so many things that they have done in this story that are just amazing that, yeah, the storytelling, obviously they know how to tell stories. And they're better than ever at telling stories right now. Roman's a great storyteller. Cody's a great storyteller. Heyman's a great storyteller. Triple H is a great storyteller. They'll do a great job from post-elimination chamber to WrestleMania. I have no doubt about it. They just got to do something with Sammy that people will be happy with so they don't think of what else Sammy could be doing right now. That's all they got to do. Cody will be fine. You just got to keep Sammy occupied and keep the people's interest in Sammy occupied. And I think him and KO versus the Usos is how you do that. Yeah, yeah. And again, too, you know, now having these parallels where Sammy's getting in his digs at Roman now, and getting that kind of out of the way so that leaves room for Cody to do at WrestleMania. Yeah. And, you know, being able to have that payoff now, I think, too, is one of the better utilizations of the time between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania than we've had before. Because mm-hmm. it's usually been this weird in-between where you need to do something with the champion, you have the challenger, but you don't want them to face off yet. In this case, you have, you know, can parallel storylines where, you know, Cody may be having more of the beef with Heyman. Heyman's stirring up the pot. So by the time Cody gets to Roman, it is um, that satisfaction. Whereas Sammy's had this year long, uh, you know, relationship with the bloodline. And now he's finally getting, you know, his his lips in. So, right. uh, again, I think that being able to capitalize on the separation of the bloodline for now in these two different directions, it's to the company's benefit and to everyone's benefit. And I think leading for the most part to fans being happy with the directions that are, that are being told, but you know, there's still a lot more time between now and WrestleMania. So we will continue to see what is being told. You know, we're going to be talking about it here on the hashtag Miranda show. So make sure you stay tuned the future episodes because we are going to be analyzing the shit out of this over the next six plus weeks. So thank you all so much for listening to this week's show. Don't forget, of course, to visit the home of the hashtag Miranda show, the home of the chair shot radio network, the chair shot.com. The chair shot.com. The chair Always use your head. While you are at it, go ahead and follow us on social media. Me, Miranda Morales. You can find me at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook, not on Twitter. And hashtag is spelled out. You can follow Greg at GregDeMarco44 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And the ChairShot at ChairShot Media on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Of course, don't forget to support your local wrestling promotions like IZW Impact Zone Wrestling. Follow uh, your local promotions like IZW on uh, social media at IZW Wrestling AZ uh, on social media. Of course, IZWWrestling.com. You can also support by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. And yeah, just do all those things. 
Like I really had just burn down the the gambit. It's a whole to do list. Miranda to-do. just gave you a whole to do list. Yeah. To-do now you just got to do it. You just got to do it. Ain't nothing to it but to, to do, do it. it. So, to do it. So uh, again, thank you all so much for listening to this week's show. Uh, for Greg DeMarco, I'm Miranda Morales. We'll be with you next time. And don't forget to always keep it soft style. This is such good shit. I lie, I cheat, I steal. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.